Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That? With me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronald Warfield. Hi Holly, how are you? I'm good. I'm really excited about this uh, special for Pride Week. Yeah, yeah. This is a this was an interesting one. It was good. I enjoyed doing this one. Yeah. So, yeah. So we were thinking because it is a Pride special, uh, we would try and raise a few shillings for a charity called Shout Out. So that is trying to raise awareness and stamp out bullying of LGBTQIA plus children. Um, so all you have to do is go to www.shoutout.ie forward slash donate and you can donate four euro, which is basically the price of a cup of coffee and it's going towards a superb cause. Yes, it is. Excellent. I definitely, uh, I definitely learned actually a lot from my, from my watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I got, I, um, I watched a documentary. Ooh. See, I feel bad now because you gave me a, a really, you know, feel good kind of uplifting comedy. Yeah, type. that's why I was thinking. Like, I definitely think I should go first. <laughs> <laughs> and you gave me a bit of a down. <laughs> I gave you a bit of a down, or I should say. In no, your but choices. you know, it's like she's such a, an important figure in LGBT plus mm. community. So mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind, even though the story isn't like uplifting it's it's uplifting in the sense that she existed and she she left a an amazing um well, you can go on first why don't you introduce Mark. the film and tell us all about it so. okay yeah i just yeah. kind of went straight in there was no you went straight in yeah, straight yeah, in no yeah. kiss there was like a, <laughs> <laughs> there was no, no real, foreplay it was just <laughs> there was no there was no pre preamble yeah yeah Amble. Yes. um oh wait sorry uh h- how are how is your week being? oh yeah oh yeah that's no, no, fine it's been fine yeah <laughs> lots of work you know it's been fine you know don't worry about me yeah yeah just like <laughs> and how was your week lots of studying i'm sure yeah <laughs> oh my god i actually realized i got like okay news today one oh. of my subjects i got some feedback and uh and i've i've passed one of my modules already and I still have to actually give in my other project so at least I know even if I do terribly shite in this third project mm-hmm. that at least I've passed excellent well done you like I think it's like 41 percent at the moment so <laughs> even if panic. like even if what's left is complete disaster you still pass yeah is that the like idea? it's so funny it's like so many of my classmates were all like so what would you know uh what would be a distinction and you know all this kind of stuff and and you know obviously be better if we got you know distinctions and merit ones and stuff and I'm like "Uh, dude I'm just like delighted if I pass this yeah if I get by the skin of my teeth happy yeah yeah yeah. literally hanging on by my claws just like get me the fucking piece of paper (laughs) i just want to fucking write some like i've got a diploma um on my cv or whatever so uh i mean if if they handed you the paper and it said 
you just about have a diploma in <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they actually I write it on the diploma like <laughs> very close to achieving a diploma um in, in my in my next job interview i was extremely yeah. close uh in gaining yes. a diploma um what is the diploma again or what is the uh, data thing? analytics yeah very good so yes mm. um yeah uh but that's yeah so hopefully anyway I still don't have any feedback for so I, that I do three modules so that was one module and there's two other ones so we'll see, we'll see how it goes ah, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll fly you'll fly thanks you will I have faith yeah I love when people say that even though you've got actually no idea what I'm like in my class <laughs> well no I mean if you've passed already and you're still well one yeah ways. one of the modules I'm sure it'll be fine well, though I'm sure thank you yeah, you're very kind. And I know you well enough to know that you're not, you're no slouch at these sort of things. So, so. well, <laughs> we will see. We will see. Um, anyway, we press yeah. on. Okay, let's do this. Um, okay, so my choice this week was to watch the documentary. Uh, the Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. Um, I have actually taken some of these notes from Wikipedia on the um, documentary because as I was watching, I was like, there are a lot of names and there's a lot of facts and figures here. So I... There's a couple of threads throughout it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I was yeah. like, I know I'm, I'm definitely going to need some extra backup on this. But... um. So, yeah, so the documentary is about Marsha P. Johnson and Marsha P. Johnson. I'll just give you a backstory on her. So she was born Michael or sorry, Malcolm Michaels Jr. on 24th of August, 1945 in Elizabeth, New York, uh, New Jersey. And she left for New York City at the age of 17, which is so, so young. Um. When you think especially of as a black person in that, in that day and age like that's yeah that's crazy yeah and especially as you know um i guess she is a non-conformist gender as well so like you know just to be any way different going to a brand new city in that day and age was like just must have been so so scary yeah. um so she was an American gay liberation activist and she self-identified as a drag queen. Um, she was known as an outspoken advocate for gay rights and was one of the prominent figures in the Stonewall Uprising of 1969. Mm, very good. So, uh, oh yeah, she was a founding member of the Gay Liberation Front and co-founded the radical activist group Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries or STAR. Um, so it's basically, uh, yeah, so she was super, super on the forefront um, of gay rights in New York at the time. Mm. She was involved in everything. and Which it would seem is the forefront of gay rights, full stop. Like Full stop was, in the world. That, that was the front line of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, and so she had a friend, Sylvia Rivera, who she founded Star with. So she worked 
uh, a lot with her and actually you saw her in the documentary as well and um, mm. she was she played a prominent figure in in the documentary as one of the the um contributors and so yeah she was part of the um art scene as well she modeled for Andy Warhol performed on stage she was um involved in a lot of drag performance and um yeah so just a super activist so they talk a lot about the Stonewall uprising in this so I just want to quickly just run over so in the early morning hours of June 28th which is actually like this this is why pride is around this time it's around this time yeah, yeah. Uh, in 1969 so the Stonewall is and the Stonewall uprising is mentioned a lot uh, throughout this documentary so um, basically what that's about is on the early morning hours of June 28th 1969 the Stonewall uprising occurred so while the first two nights of writing were the most intense, the clashes with police would result in a series of spontaneous demonstrations and marches through gay neighborhoods of Greenwich Village and roughly for a week afterwards. So where the Stonewall uh, riots happened is basically um, where they then, a year later, to mark the first anniversary of the Stonewall Rebellion, um, it was the first gay pride rally and it was then called the Christopher Street Liberation Day. But basically during the uprising, um, so the Stonewall was a gay bar and it was owned by an Italian collective, also known as. Yeah. Yes. No, but they, um, well, I think they were supposed to be mafia owners. It was, it's heavily implied. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah, I think that means you can take it as they were a mafia. Yeah. yeah. And basically, so it was a totally like it was very much like accepted bar where uh, gay people could hang out. And um, but, you know, the cops were. Would would come in occasionally riot the place, shut it down and then go on their merry way. And then the bar would just open up again and. It was just, but it was just kept on happening. And then they were just like, we're having enough of this. You're not shutting it down. Um, and it just kicked off from there. And then the police were super heavy handed with everyone involved. And um, so that's what the whole, that's what the riot and the uh, uprising. Were the cops like, were the cops shooting it down just because it was a gay bar? And for no other reason or was it yeah the... like that's what I kind of got from it it was just they didn't like um they they obviously had issues with LGBT community stuff happening mm. and I can't see any other reason like there's no other reason I can find online of where of like why the actual police did it do you know yeah it wasn't yeah, yeah. So there wasn't any, so it was literally just homophobia uh, that I can get, I can gather. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so that prompt, then the to mark that anniversary, um, they had the Gay Pride Rally. So that kind of, if that didn't happen, like there mightn't be even a Pride Week 
around this time. So, hmm. so it was a super important event. Um, yeah. So just about the star house too, that, uh, she, that Marsha and, um, Sylvia started up. So it was a shelter for gay and trans street kids in 1972 and to pay for um, the rent and all of their costs that um, Marsha and Sylvia actually uh, were sex workers at the time. Um, and yeah, Johnson or Marsha, a lot of these notes refer to her as Johnson, uh, her surname. Um, but I'll refer to her as Marsha. So she was the drag mother of Star House and she, yeah, she just provided food and clothing and emotional uh, support um, to all who lived there. Um, Yeah, so, oh yeah, in 1973. So basically, and it was shown in the documentary too, um, which I was really confused by, but it happened. So 1973, Johnson and Rivera were actually banned from participating in the Gay Pride Parade by a gay and lesbian committee, um, stating that they, were gonna, they weren't going to allow drag queens to go in their marches, which just sounds absolutely ridiculous. Um, mm. Well, it kind, of, it kind of hints on that in the documentary that the, the gay community sort of turned against drag yes. community. Yeah. Which was which was very eyebrow raising for me when I watched it. Right. I know, so, and actually, yeah. Sylvia was. Did you see her um, when? So there was a part in the in the documentary, um, and it showed one of these uh, pride pride events, and mm. there were some public speakers. And then when Sylvia got on the stage and she was she trying start- to tell all the she all the people about booed, the star, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was actually getting booed off the stage altogether. And she was just trying to say, I have trans children. Like, literally, there were probably, like, I don't know if she said ch- children, but like young people coming to my door because they've been, you know, kicked out of society, basically. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we're looking after them and we need your help. And she was literally getting booed. I could not believe it. Like, um. Okay, so that's basically kind of a little bit about the backstory and mm. the environment and, and what was going on in the background. Yeah. Um, Marsha then in, what was it? In 1992, um, oh, sugar, what was? It was 92. Was it 92 that she yeah. died then? Um, yeah, so she was found in the Hudson River and which is terrible. Um, and basically the police were like, it's a suicide and was like, that's it. And her friends were like, she did not die by suicide. She wasn't Um, suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. There was like, she was, there was, she was looking forward to pride. She was, had all these other things going on. Um, and there was just no chance that that actually was going to happen. And then, um, so 2002, a police investigation resulted in a reclassification of Johnson's cause of death from suicide to undetermined. Um, and then there was a 
yeah, there was a, a New York politician called Tom Dwayne, and he fought to reopen the case as well um, because, well, his his thing is usually when there's a death by suicide, person leaves a note or tries to inform someone. Um, or a signs, yeah. Or some sign. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in November 2012, activist uh, Maria Lopez succeeded in getting the New York Police Department to reopen the case as a possible homicide. So then t- 2016, Victoria Cruz, who we see in the movie and brings us all the way through. Um, she is part of the anti-violence project and she is trying to get um, or she tried to get uh, Marsha's case reopened and uh, succeeded in gaining access to the previously unreleased documents and witness statements, which we see in the documentary as well. Mm hmm. Um, her work was Trojan in this documentary. Victoria, Cruz, she's some woman, all right. She was like, she's very, she's nearly crippled, but you just can't stop her. Like she's just going everywhere, like, and she doesn't drive or anything. Like she's no, it. she's going everywhere. She's walking with a cane. She's yeah, she was some woman, and she is herself a domestic violence counselor, and she like she's just done so much to help her community mm. um and the community as a whole in in new york city like um and so she's there obviously it's like she wants to help she wants to find answers for her friend's death and someone who she respected and like this res- this massive um sort of goliath in the community and she was trying to try and find some answers. So she literally is the forefront of this um, documentary. And then she brings us through all of the past of Marsha. She shows us, she brings us around to Marsha's friends and they try and shed any light on, you know, who she could be with or who, like, was she hanging around with people or was she, did cops say anything but I mean it's just all dead ends like Victoria like she kind of she even rings up the police detective um at one stage and the detective who was actually on the case originally at the time and he he's like I basically I don't I don't want to have anything to do with this like nothing to add yeah yeah don't ring me again. I, I, yeah. I'm retired. So it's uh, it's lots of twists and turns in this. Um, and but Victoria Cruz is just a determined woman. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's absolutely it's it's interesting, even just for the um, the footage. Mm, I was going to say as a, as a window into that period in time, it's yeah. I, even in itself it's fascinating like yeah i know and and just the styles and marcia herself like there is lots of just behind the scenes of like just regular life marcia and mm. you know not in front of a crowd like at home and she's just so soft spoken like there's there is like a lot of um sort of there's a lot of negative stuff online about her as well but I just I just don't I just uh didn't want to bring that into this 
As it was in real life, you know. It, I think that was just that's it. Yeah, I don't but like think... she was dealing with like as a sex worker as well. She was potentially dealing with like rapists, like absolute scum of the earth, um, potentially attacking her on a daily mm. basis in seventies <laughs> New York, and uh, you know, like you could just imagine just sort of men kind of gaslighting her and being like oh you're like such a crazy person and it's like yeah, no you're yeah. trying to attack me so I'm gonna stand up for myself um and I guess that frustration of trying just to live her life and uh had to come out some somehow you know as well yeah um and just to be free basically um to live like everybody else so it's it's like it's a heartbreaker story mm. um, like especially as well just the fact that like her recognition didn't happen in her lifetime uh, or her like appreciation for for what yeah. she actually did didn't yeah. happen in her lifetime. But I think like if she was around today, she'd be absolutely delighted. Yeah, well, she'd be. She would. I said. I don't think she. She'd probably still be active in terms of, you know, doing oh, what yeah. she's doing. Like I think she'd be doing that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Pushing through. But again, that. it was a pity. It's a pity that she had to die for to, for her efforts to become fully recognised. As it seems yes. like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> in that, and, I mean, as I say, it's not. It's not a kind of. Um, it's not just like doom and gloom like this documentary is it's interesting it's it's kind of like true crime obviously it's based on a criminal uh, on like a case of murder or mm. uncertain death but like it's just such a it's a kind of it's so interesting to see this woman who was you know just such a powerhouse as well yeah at a time where she was deemed to be lower than the low yeah I like like new york in the early late late 70s early 80s i mean black gay you know tra transsexual you, it doesn't get more obscure than that in terms of where you were in the social ladder back then like you know but yeah she still, she still stood up for herself and stood up for other people like her like you know yeah so definitely good on her definitely yeah sure so did you did you um did you enjoy the other aspects of the documentary you know like where it kind of um it juxtaposed the what was happening in the past to the the modern day stuff like with the with the the murder case that was going on oh yeah sorry i didn't actually mention that i kind of went to a lot into her um story but yeah so basically um there is a case that's shown in it uh, I can't remember the actual names of the um the people involved but basically there's a trans uh woman is strangled because uh, a guy hollered at her and then he realized that she was a transgender woman and then he strangled her. 
that was literally the case, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. And uh and and like such an absolute horrific murder. Mm. Um and America. he got twelve years. Well, the maximum should have been 25 and that's what they were kind of pushing and that's kind of what they were hoping for and he ended up only getting the 12. Um, and the, 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 and even at that though, 25 in America just seems so little. Like usually, yeah. like life is usually, I thought, 40 or something around 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe, see, it's so hard to know in America because I think they so they change so much with state to state. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but so they were sort of used as a as a modern day example of how uh, crime against this community is l- looked less upon as the similar crime in a straight in a, maybe another environment like a straight community, like you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. had that had that been uh, you know a straight man killing a straight woman, he probably would have got far worse sentence. I think is the implication. Like. Yeah, and actually, there were um, some uh, people chatting with. Um, with the documentary team outside it and they were like there's nobody here there's no press there's no interest kind of yeah. if this was any other case there'd be protests there'd be um, you know just marches there would be like it would be scandalized more it would yeah. you know yeah. the people would be kind of with banners going you know like taken down kind of thing whereas like there was just nothing uh, sort of said or yeah. it's yeah. just sort of come and gone, um, which is ter- like, it's just so sad to see that as well. Um, but yeah, so, but it's, so, I mean, I guess like culture has changed, but I think the criminal system like that in those cases needs Still has to, to catch be- up. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the legal system is always the last. Um, I think like we could nearly change the constitution quicker than yeah we can change law, you know. And and we have because done, especially in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the, I think the constitution has to change first, and then laws can change. Or I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, guys. I'm so sorry no. about this. <laughs> Anyone, <laughs> anyone in the law society want to like email us uh why did you podcast at gmail.com um help help a sister please all those years in law school wasted <laughs> <laughs> i know fuck um i did not study law uh i studied film and television like a normal person <laughs> like, a normal, like a normal person yes <laughs> Oh, very good but yeah good. um i'm definitely glad i watched that film i think yeah. it was it was interesting it was informative i learned something new so i love that when i love uh when i watch documentaries like just to find out about someone who you didn't know about before like that as uh you know it was it was really good yeah and i like that it didn't suffer from that thing that it seems to be afflicting a lot of netflix documentaries now where it's glamorizing and i don't know not glamorizing but over egging um the 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 issue that they're documenting for like you know uh for um yeah for 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 a show 
like, for show, yeah, for uh, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Just basically over glamorizing essentially, which they don't do in this. And I think they, they a lar- large part of that is because Victoria Cruz is a friend of Marcia's mm. that she had skin in the game with yeah. this story. Yeah. Like she had she was not going to basically allow kind of that to happen, I don't think. I think if it was that that's the way it could have gone if it was some a third party like not yeah. without any actual personal knowledge, um, could have like it's more grounded in reality then yeah 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 but, no um, definitely I agree yeah no it was definitely worth worth a watch and it's on Netflix so I would yeah. definitely advise people to have a goo um get on it get on it yeah and uh, learn something. No. Very good. Very good. Or maybe like I'm sure everyone knows about Marsha P. Johnson, but it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was new to us. So, so what did you watch? Um, well, he, my choice for this episode was uh dating Amber. Ah uh, an Irish film that just came out uh, last year. Uh, it's available on Amazon Prime um at the moment and yeah it's a it's a sort of a comedy drama set in the mid 90s um but the best you know, of times the worst of times the worst of times as they say uh so uh basically we have eddie and amber who are in sixth year in school it looks like um their last year in school uh, eddie is uh, the bokeh uh, but eddie is painfully trying to conform to the 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 societal norms as it were um and is so far uh refusing to accept his sexuality but at the same time not making any inroads to try and convince people otherwise um, until we meet him of course uh, amber is kind of the opposite she is very much aware of her sexuality but uh is the victim of well essentially they're both both in different ways the victim of homophobic jeers throughout the school uh, but amber is very much well able to deflect it with, you know, she's got a very quick wit and she's very sharp tongued and she's well able to, to, to ward off such, such stuff. Um, uh, Eddie, when we see him at the start is kind of, um, what's the best way of describing it? He's basically, uh, not, not tricked, but basically, uh, lured into being with a girl, essentially. Will you meet my mate? One of those situations. <laughs> Um, which goes uh, horribly wrong, as you can imagine. Um, and word gets out that it went horribly wrong. So he's now <laughs> going to find himself on the cusp of a lot of uh, homophobic jeering and stuff. So Amber sees this and makes a proposal to him that they pretend that they both went with each other. Um, and that way, no, uh, everyone will leave them alone. And no one can, be suspicious. No one be none the wiser as to their true uh, sexualities. Um, so... So they do that and they, they to all intents and purposes, they look like a, a, quite a nice and charming couple. Um, they hang out, they enjoy each other's company and uh, proper friendship blossoms. Um, so yeah, they, 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 it becomes clear that they can't keep going the way they are um, or they can't keep pretending the way they are. Um, they uh, decide to go to Dublin uh, when they're bunking off school one day um, and they do and they have a grand old time and they stumble across a gay bar. Um, Is it the George? 
it's not clear where it is. Oh, I couldn't yeah. recognize where it was, but it has a big pride flag hanging outside. So it's definitely gay bar. And they go inside, and there's a drag queen performing on the stage. And uh, Eddie is entranced by this. He's never seen anything like it. And he's up on the stage, just, you know, enjoying the scenery. And um, uh, Amber talks to a girl, uh, it gets talking to a girl who is a student. Um, and they start to spark up uh, the beginnings of a relationship there and then. So Amber's journey is definitely more advanced than Eddie's is. Um, he seems quite content to, to keep up the pretense. And obviously, uh, Amber um, eventually decides that's not the healthiest thing for her. And it isn't obviously the healthiest thing for Eddie either. Um, so that's that's kind of the crux of the story without getting into the spoilers of it, um, because that would be... Um, yeah. That would be there and after a lot of spoilers. Um, it's it's an excellent that's the film. Setup. It, yeah, that's the setup. But it's it's a really excellent film. I have to say it's it's well made. It's well acted. It's well written. It's well shot. Um, it's Ireland in the mid nineties, but it actually doesn't look terrible. It, it's not the the Ireland of the commitments. And... It's not like you know urban decay or any of that. Like it looks it looks nice. Like there's a nice palette to it, and everything looks well. Like, um, it's set what looks like Newbridge. Um, I don't actually specifically say it's definitely Kildare anyway and it's yeah. around 95 so 95 would have been two years after they actually um, legalised being gay as it were it was, it was a criminal act before 93 to be gay in Ireland so it just um, seems like so it's re- bizarre that, that that happened only 30 years ago like yeah. you know uh, but um, so uh, definitely uh, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not sure like how accurate it is in terms of the the the, the homophobia that was around back then and um, that, that the kids do go through but there's definitely some of that in the playground and in the schoolyard as it were um, a lot of Eddie's anxiety also comes from his dad um, who is in the army who has just gotten back from a tour in Lebanon and uh, he, um, he envisions his dad having this, um, this uh, vision of his son joining the army and being like him and living up to his expectations and all the rest of it now as it turns out the dad he expected that to fall into that cliche of army dad hates his gay son, blah blah blah. He actually doesn't fall into that cliche, which was a, which was a nice, um, a nice Same change. Kind of. yeah. yeah, from the you, you, you get to know a little bit about the dad's backstory and the person that the son thinks he is. It it seems like that was actually the dad's dad, um, yeah. Because he talks about how 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 closed off the abuse was his own dad was, and that he didn't want to be like that. So that was refreshing enough. Uh, he's played by. Um, what's his name again? Something Ward. Oh, I remember the guy's name. Can't think of it now. Yeah, it now. I usually have a double screen on this, and now I'm reduced to one screen. <laughs> I'm using up one of your screens. I'm sorry. Well, but, uh, has to be done. Dating Amber. Yeah, it's a definitely. It's a refreshing. It's a refreshing take on having like lgbt plus characters i think mm. this film is yeah yeah you know as you um, say it's not doesn't fall into kind of your stereotypical oh you're the parent finds out and you know yeah, yeah. like it's, it's more barry realistic ward, almost yeah. yeah so barry ward you'll know you know the guy's face he's been in lots of stuff yes um, uh, sharon horgan who we all know and love plays his mother uh, very well i have to say um the two main characters she's a writer uh, in this too isn't she no, 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 it's just a uh, writer-director. She's just an actor. Uh, David okay. Frayne is a writer-director. Um, 
uh, and he is fast becoming um, a, a name to watch. Apparently, uh, this two his first two films have become very highly acclaimed. This this being one of them, uh, the other one being that Irish zombie film, uh, The Cure. I don't know if you've yes, seen that. Yes, I watched that. Yeah, so that's I loved film. that film. Mm-hmm, very good, very original. Um, also worth checking out. Um, that has so, Elliot Page in it. That's right, it does. Yeah, who we talked about last week for uh, intelligence, wasn't it? Not at Elliot Stahl, sorry. Elliot, yeah, talk about Ellen Page. Now Elliot yeah. Page. Yeah, now so Elliot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so the two main leads are played by Fiona O'Shea and Lola Petty crew. Um, Fion plays Eddie. Fion, you'll remember from Normal People, he played that little dick, Jamie. Um, I still haven't watched Normal People. I'm sorry, there. Have you not? All right. You said it. That's it. That's Fine. It. It's out there now. Fine. Um, yeah, well, anyway, he plays a guy named Jamie who's just the worst human being you've ever come across in your life, and he plays it very well. So it was nice to see him play this complete opposite polar end, a polar opposite character. Um, this, like, timid shy uh schoolboy like you know um kind of character exactly uh lola pettycrew plays amber uh, very well uh, also another one to watch um but yeah no uh it was it was very enjoyable the whole thing was just well put together um well acted very funny uh at times there's you know a good few belly laughs in it as well as you know the dramatic stuff um but uh, yeah, it's nice. It was, it was just refreshing to see a film set in Dublin that isn't doom and gloom, you know? That's, um, um, that isn't like, you know, urban decay and all that sort of stuff. Uh, again, I don't know how accurate it is in terms of portraying what it was like to be a closet gay back in the mid-90s, but I, I have a suspicion, suspicion that it might be markedly worse than, it, than it, what is portrayed here. Like, but um. But yeah, as a, as a film on its own, it's excellent. It's really, really enjoyable. And I would recommend it. And I'm glad you made me watch it. Ah, I'm glad. Mm. What did you um, think? You, you watched it too, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So it was the same. It's just kind of, you know, a refreshing, good watch um, that kind of centers around like LGBT plus characters. And that's why I kind of thought when we were going to do this, special um i thought i would give that out to you mm. throw, throw that out there yeah no it, uh, it's a bright up my afternoon and i you know made yours miserable <laughs> <laughs> well but educational um, but miserable <laughs> yeah no it, <laughs> it's, no i honestly you see i love documentaries though so mm. like i just find them yeah, like it wasn't the most kind of, you know, um, like it wasn't a happy watch, but it's still I'm it's still one of those sort of shows or uh, documentaries that's uh, you feel good for knowing it and for watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so it's 100%. sort of a feel good in a different way. Is that a can of beer? Is it? I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. I was just drinking an energy drink. No, wait, that's beer. <laughs> I don't drink energy drinks at all. No. I think they're very bad for you. Of course they're bad for you. That's yeah, no, I, them, you I'll know? have a can of beer. Thank you. Yeah, because, you know, your body's a temple and that's so healthy, like, you know. Oh, mm. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. My yeah. body's a temple. One of them horrible wrecked temples. And, and 
the ice is ruined. Like that, that's the temple my body is. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and it's like in the middle of a jungle, no one actually overgrown. Yeah. Just <laughs> that's the temple my body is. Namaste. <laughs> a fallen down ruin. An ancient yes. uh shaded by overgrown forest. Oh, that sort of sounds sort of like I'll take that (laughs) and yeah it's just there Um, yeah mine's pretty much semi-demolished now so it's fine it's fine we'll just we're alright we just learn to live with us we'll be grounds yeah I just feel like um, I just need to look after the temple a little bit more at the moment Mm, Um, mm, yeah maybe i'll do more walking i've i've i uh haven't gone on a walk in so long now like literally probably about two or three weeks well i went back to the gym this week for the first time in 18 months yeah yeah is it oh yeah sure it's all open now is it it's open now or is it open for one-on-one i don't even know no it opened it was fine i went in the middle it's a 24-hour gym so i went in the middle of the night and yeah my my everything hurts. It hurts to blink. You know? <laughs> it's it's. I forgot how much pain the gym causes you. Like, you know? <laughs> when so. I was crying because I was in so much pain, my tears hurt my face muscles. That's how much. Yeah, that's a that's a sensitive it was. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ow, ow. ow, ow! It hurts more. They burn. They burn. The weight of the tear. <laughs> the weight of the tears in my sensitive yeah. skin. Full of muscle now, sure, sure. Full of muscle. Yeah, sure. But... Yeah. After one session, yeah, sure. Yeah. So yeah, uh... I gotta go back. Otherwise, I'll never go back. So, gotta get, you gotta work through the pain, as they say. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna go back to my Bikram yoga once it's open, but I don't think that's that's not gonna be open until. I said it's one of the last things. Yeah. Open. Yeah, because that's so. Uh, well, sweaty. Sweaty and grimy, as they were. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say grimy. Like, uh, I'd say if you're, you know, Ronan's like, it. it's just a bunch of crusty hippies, <laughs> which <laughs> is true. <laughs> what did you say? Just farting in each other's faces, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because it's yoga, it's probably your own face. <laughs> oh my god, uh, not that uh, flexible, but no, okay. that's an interesting one, um. But yeah, so I think that's definitely going to be after the 7th of July anyway. I don't know what. Mm. Um, well, probably three weeks after that now they're talking. I about. thought it was just personal training stuff going on uh, at the moment. But obviously it's all pretty much back. Once You have to wear your mask and everything, do you, inside? Yes. Um, the rules in my picture gym was wear your mask from machine to machine. So. Oh, so you, you can actually you take it off when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking that, like, it must be really, like, you're kind of you working do it out. with your mask on, like. Because you're just getting sweaty like... in your face. Yeah. No. That sounds weird, sweaty in your face. But uh, <laughs> how I speak, everyone. How you Welcome speak. to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ali speaks good grammar. Not. <laughs> I speak a good grammar. I speak good England. Um, Me do. Me do. So, uh, yeah. Um. I think that concludes our broadcast today. What do you reckon? So, guys, um, that wraps us up here. Uh, again, if you want to donate, 
you just have to go to www.shoutout.ie forward slash donate and you can donate four euro, which is like the price of coffee um, to that really, really worthy cause. And uh, I hope you all have a really good Pride weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you next Wednesday or you will hear us next Wednesday exactly. uh, for more fun and games. Yeah. Happy Pride, everyone. Bye. Bye.